and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster army. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Alright, we're going to call that one Take Two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy, with me as always is Mr. Patrick Green. Hey everybody, how are you? Alright, so today we're going to be discussing two episodes in Ultraman X. That would be uh, a song that calls the night and all for one. Does it give you the actual dates of the errand for these shows? They would if they would load up. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, I think, like I said, I need, I desperately need a new router. So that's good. That's that's the next on the purchasing. uh, Gotcha. Well, let's see. First episode aired on the 14th of July, right? Of what year? So the 2nd of 2015. Okay. The second was the 21st. 21st would be the 28th. 28th for A Song That Calls the Night. And then August... Something. Yeah. Seven <laughs> days from then, guys. Do the math. Yeah, please. We're not, we, we're not gonna. We're not going to coddle you. <laughs> <laughs> we will, actually. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, so Daiichi and Asuna were sent on a surveying of a suburban area after a series of earthquakes are reported. While patrolling... Uh, they came across a mysterious woman. Uh, they, they found her in the subway where they were investigating some uh, some earthquake activity. August 4th. August 4th. There you go, guys. Pat did the math. No, I have a calendar. You looked at a calendar. I know. <laughs> Try, trying to talk you up, but you, know, you do what you need to do. Um, so they, uh, they find the, uh, what do you call it? You know, this, this mysterious woman underneath the underneath the city, and they're like, oh, I wonder if she's got anything to do with it. And uh, the two guys, uh, Hayato and the other guy, Jin, I think his name is, are like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe it's the underground woman that, that Urban Legends yeah, from the got, internet. Yeah, from they, the internet. Because, they you know. capture people and they eat her. There, they, she eats them. Yeah. Which is a, it's a creepy thing that you might have, like a weird New Jersey kind of. But, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, okay, you got to figure they're not supposed to know what the old Ultraman have done, I guess. Well, I don't think it takes place in the same universe. Yeah, but then how would this woman be a myth if it's not the same universe? Because maybe the it's just a it's just an urban legend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, All right. I guess know. that's where we gotta go. Yeah. So like um, the crocodiles in the sewers kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. legend. Okay. Sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mole people yeah. under the cities okay, of New York. Sure but Pat knows six of them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want their names known. There's Chet and Bob. And, and Bob. <laughs> Maurice. Love Maurice. He's a good guy. Uh, Sylvia. Of course. Uh, <laughs> who could forget Sylvia? Um, but anyway, um, so, you know, they come across this mysterious woman, and she appears every time that Telestan appears. That is, we all remember Telestan from the last, from the from the first original Ultraman, where it was uh, controlled by the underground people yes. with uh, moleskin over their eyes. And in this one, they don't call him Telesdon; they call him Terezdon. Terezdon. now, which is uh, Rich I just think figures it's an okay, accent thing. You think Terezdon. might just be accent, yeah. might just be translation. It's either the, way, the, they sometimes refer to him as Telesdon, sometimes Terezdon. But I mean the same basic monster. Same, same monster, a little bit upgraded with a fantastic fire weapon. Ooh, the fire effect that they used. Ooh, let me tell you. And the attack that this Terezdon has. Oh man, he has a. Uh, you know, he comes out and just starts smacking Breaking the crap out of the man. city. Um, 
and uh, so they they have to send. Hold on, we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, okay. They so send Asuna and Daiichi out on uh, an underground or a undercover mission. Yes, to go to the spa that this woman supposedly runs, and she's all like, "Oh." Plants need the darkness, and the yeah. darkness is important, and blah, blah, blah. And she's wearing sunglasses, and that should tip you off right there if you've ever seen the original Ultraman. That well, even up. at this point, every bad guy is going to wear sunglasses. <laughs> well, In every show that we've seen, the bad guys wear sunglasses. Because he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get, uh, you get the you know chase scene where... Uh, she says, oh, the original owner of this shop died two months ago. Right, but so this is the girl you? that just bought the fancy new Oh, as soon as bought herself, treated yeah. herself to some snappy shoes so and she could wear them out. We're trying cute. to figure out, okay, I can see you wearing your nice shoes to the spa. Right. I get that. You're not supposed to wear your nice shoes in on the massage table, no, in the sauna, or right. stuff like that. Her and each are in robes. And, exactly. But you still got the cute shoes on. Yeah, yeah. With the high heels, right? And, the, the, and the strappy, they're yeah. very nice, you know. So she goes chasing after this woman who, who pulls a gun on them, um, and it's apparently some sort of stun weapon because yeah. it hits Daiichi, and he's knocked out. Instantly. And he's like, you know, he passes out. Um, she goes charging after him uh, after uh, this woman, and breaks does her shoe, and am- does an amazing like chase in high heels. Yeah. She runs great in him, but uh, eventually breaks him. But what what we really liked about it is the uh, woman turns around and fires off a shot with which misses Asuna, but hits this like random, random extra, yeah, extra, and he just goes Wah! and he just <laughs> just straight down. It falls was, down. It was instantly. awesome getting stunned action from whoever this guy was. Loved him. Um, it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, but uh, I just wanted to see if I could pull up uh, some additional information on the song that calls the night, but apparently not. Um, so I wanted to see who might have directed it and whatnot. Oh, God forbid. Oh, God. <laughs> here's, a, here's a hint, kids. If you have a Chromebook, don't try to open too many tabs on it, apparently, yeah, because it's it just not working for me. But I know some of you are like, well, that's what you get for having a Chromebook, and you get a real computer. I don't need a real laptop. This is a, this a, is, this is is fine for, for right now. <laughs> it's not even that. I don't really need a you know fantastically amazing laptop. Because I don't take it anywhere. Yeah. If all I'm going to do is read the internet at breakfast, this is perfect. this is perfect. Yeah. So if when your internet does work. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, he was one of the spark dolls, Talisdon, um, that slumbered beneath the earth. So it creates a series of earthquakes in Area T7B. Um, and that's the one thing I noticed with this show. They're giving you areas. Like, you're supposed to know where T7B is, and even in the next one, it gives you a specific area, and you're going, well, I, okay, I guess. Because you sit there going, I don't know, Tokyo, I don't know what town they're in. I doubt it's it's some fake city, I think. Obviously fake city, but I mean, do they have it in that sort of a grid where you go, this T7B is exactly this block or this well, they, house. Or, uh, you know, I'm going to show my immense ignorance here and say I think everything in Japan is fairly broken up into districts. So I think because this is not the universe that we live in, right? maybe they 
decided everything could be broken up by some other grid. I don't know. Okay. This is all this is all doughy white guy speculation. I mean, just so you know, in Manhattan, if they tell me a neighborhood, yeah. I can find it quickly. Right. Maybe that's the, I know you know, all the of Manhattan. That's easily. the in. That's the in series canon. Is that like oh, it's over in. This area, this area, which is that neighborhood, like in Manhattan. Right. Okay. Fair right. enough. So anyway, when they fight, um, when they fight uh, the monster, they uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, she rampages again. The underground woman decides, you know, I'm going to destroy the earth. Right. I'm of gonna, course. Because they have, and her reason for it is because of the false light that yeah, everybody the artificial uses, light, yeah. the artificial light, because they obviously want darkness because they're underground. Right. So, you know, comes out, starts tromping around, um, and uh, Daichi unites with X to start fighting the monster. Um, X had the upper hand a little bit, and the monster has like a spinning drill attack. That was a... Super first time we saw. It looks like he's skipping towards Ultraman. Yeah. Like, no, he spins around. He's a and jolly then monster. Straight at him. And the first time we saw it, both of us going, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. So then, you know, once he does that, he starts beating the living snot out of uh, out of uh, X. X, and he's pecking him with his elongated snout, right. and sparks, and gets the upper hand on him. And how? And how? Um, and then we. The Hayato and Wataru is the other guy's name. Wataru. Oh, okay. Not Jin. Um, Wataru. So they used the new Oak Laser that Dr. Gorman came up with. Right. And this is, I mean, watching this, I'm sitting there going, okay, basically Gorman is our now Ito. Yeah. He's our comic relief. Comic relief and he weapons. He makes guy. all weapons. Okay. He let's eats, go. eats 12 meals a day, yeah, apparently. Gotta eat our 12 <laughs> meals a day. I wish I could eat 12 meals a day. I feel like if I put my mind to it. <laughs> well, it'd have to be small meals. Like yeah, that. yeah. But anyway. Meal it. Um, <laughs> so, I, I've done a lot of damage at buffets, but, you know, I don't think I've done 12 meals worth. I think the most I've ever cleared at a buffet was six full plates. I don't remember. I know I've... We, going way, way, way back, we sat... Oh, some friends and I sat at a buffet for, like, four hours. Yeah. And not eating, just sitting there... Crapping along. Yeah, 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 yeah. And eventually they were like, um, you guys going? You guys going? Anytime <laughs> soon? Because, and I mean, we over tipped them at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, we got yeah. I guess we should. You're not eating or anything. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the, uh, they use the, uh, alt laser to, uh, save X. Right, they um, just shoot at the monster and it hurts him. And enough. it looks like a specium beam. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, Hurts him enough to get him off Ultra. No, uh, Rui okay. and Mamoru then sent Cyber Eloking's data to X. So they used a card. Right. They sent um, a new armor to right. X. Oh, by the way, Rui also has a mad crush on Eloking, which, if you consider a tiny girl and a giant kaiju, yep. very weird interspecies relationship. Same. Okay, whatever works. <laughs> um, so they gave him the Eloking armor, uh, which. Puts a Eloking sort of head on his shoulder. On his shoulder. And He's then got one a new big electric weapon like Railgun looking thing on yeah. his arm, yeah. And he uses it to encircle Telestan with like a snare and, and whip him whip around, around. Which was fantastic. So <laughs> um, so then he uses the Eloking shockwave and it turns back into a spark doll. Right. Uh, right. With salv- uh, of course, the underground woman grabbed it. But she it left it to Zio after vanishing. She was shot multiple times. 
um, by Hayat the one with Taru, and uh, they showed that her glasses were cracked, and right. one of and the then, lenses was missing, and, and you can see she had no eyes. She doesn't have an eye, and, and I said, okay, that's how they're going to show that she doesn't have eyes. They don't yeah. have to yeah. really point it out completely. If you know what to look for, yep. you're going to see it. Yeah, it's a super nod to the original. Don't, yeah. it's not going to bother you, because you're going to say, ah, maybe it just wasn't there, yeah. or maybe it was the wrong angle, but yeah. if you knew what to look for, Absolutely. you could see the fact that she didn't have an eye there. Absolutely. So, we're going to have some trivia. Of course, our Monster Minute for Telestan. Um, uh, what size is he? They even say he's like about 50 meters. Yeah, they, they're doing that now in ep every episode. Is they're giving the general size of the monster, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and... There you go. There we go. All right. So, that's our monster for... That's our monster roar for Telestan. And let's go for our uh, Ultraman X... Trivia here, suit actor Yoku Kazunori, the Telestan suit from Ultra Galaxy was reused for this appearance. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, the scriptwriter deliberately chose to add Telestan to episode three as a contrast to Birdon, who was a flying monster in episode two. Right. So we were okay, going so terrestrial. Flying, now we got the underground monster. Okay. <coughs> he also stole, says he liked the idea and he stole it from uh, the drill attack based off the creatures from Tremors. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's cool. All right, cool enough. Uh, Kiyotaka uh, Taguchi approved of the drill formation idea as he believed it would show Telethon could still be a powerful foe. Yes, yes, it was a very cool attack. Oh, that but is. apparently we will see him further on. Uh -huh. mm. Okay. All right. Enough. Yeah, so that's good. Um, and what I did like... And Rich pointed it out that they had in the first two episodes, we didn't see it. Now they give an exposition on the monster after the credits. Yeah, Daichi's Monster Lab. Which yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't we didn't watch the first two because I had forgotten about. But now <laughs> that's become the new monster minute, even on the show. On the show you can watch that. Yeah, cool. That's nice. So we're basically doing double work. That's nice. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what do you think of that one? I liked it. I liked it. I I'm getting used to now the fact that they're basically going to give this guy any kind of armor he needs right. to beat whatever monster. Right. And the miniature work they're doing is insane. is insane. It really is. The cars look so real. And the car, I mean, just yeah. the cars. Like, and when we get to the next episode. Kits and now they're shiny. Yeah, they're they they auto paint like <laughs> actual cars. They now may where, actually be fiberglass. Well, I mean, they're probably going to use whatever kind of cheap cars they can use, but they're actual cars yeah. because they actually get in and out of them. No, I don't mean those. I mean, the like the, cars in the oh, in the, like, background in the destruction yeah, 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 yeah. scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. where like rubble falls on a bunch of like PT right. cruisers yeah, and shit. Yeah, like that's. It's actually decent cars. Yeah. All right, All the right. dog wants to come to you. Hold on. He's walking across the table, folks. Go, Fergus. Go. <laughs> you just go? He's such a weirdo. Folks, I have the weirdest dog. He's smiling at you. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, that was a great episode. I yeah. think it's a, it's a lot of nods to the original Ultraman series. Yes, very much so. I liked it a lot. I also like the fact that we... Uh, I, I, we definitely picked a good series to jump back, you into. Know, back into. Yeah. Because uh, one, if you've never seen any Ultraman, this is a great jumping on point. It's a good, like I said, with the last see, last one to watch. If you hadn't seen any of it, this is a really cool way to start it up again. Yeah. You and don't need the old stuff, but no. if you've seen it, like the new Doctor Who, if you've seen the old stuff, 
There's, there's enough a lot of hints. Yeah. There's right. a lot of little nods. Like, yeah, you know what that means. You know what yeah, that you know what that is. You don't know what the fluid yeah. is. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you can reverse the polarity of that yeah. neutron flow. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, great episode. And uh, we're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to cover all for one uh, with more Science Patrol. Back with more of the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Uh, we're going for this one for All for One. That's Ultraman X episode four. Uh, and yes, air date 8 4, 2015. Oh, it does give it this time. Okay. It does, yeah. That was all the problem the of internet, the uh, internet, yeah. Um, written by Sako Kurosawa. Wonder if it's any relation to uh, Akira Kurosawa, famed Japanese director. Possibly. Maybe. Doubt it. Could very well be a just fam- uh, family name. Common family name. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's a family name. We're dummies. Um, <laughs> and Koichi Sakamoto was the director of this episode. Uh, Alien Zarab shows up nice and early and immediately blows up an oil refinery. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you pointed Eight out, seconds if there's an oil the refinery, episode. it's got to get blown up. That's what has to happen. It's the only reason for oil refineries <laughs> to exist in the Ultraman universe is to be blown up. Is to be blown up. Um, in a slightly unconvincing uh, CG explosion. Yeah. But it's okay. I'll, I'll live with it. You I, have to live with it. I'll, I'll sit there and go, like, ah, all right, it's going to blow up. It's bad. But it's yeah, it's all right. It, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and then s- somehow he brings Bemstar with him. Yeah, I, and they never quite explain how he controlled Bemstar. But you're sitting there. But he is a mastermind alien. We've seen that in the last yeah. one. He's like, look, I take over planets. It's what I. It's hold what on. I take over planets. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a tiny mouth, and in the original English dub, I sounded like this. So I'm going to use this forever. And we did. We did also. And I. I think I pointed out, and then Rich jumped on it. This all for one. They use. They show you the names of the ships. And yep. Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. I'm like, oh, it's the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Pointed out. Well, it is a Muschetti, so it's probably Musketeer. Yep. And the awful one, yep. that's the three Musketeers. So God now dang it. I can't believe it took us like four episodes. Yeah, to four episodes. Out, oh, they, go, oh it's really three Musketeers, man. <laughs> hey, that makes sense. <laughs> we didn't Doggy. say we were smart. No, never once. <laughs> never once. But it, you see, you got to think of it the other way. It only took us four episodes. That, that's not bad. You come to think of it, yeah. <laughs> So, um, anyway, we open up, uh, actually, with the uh, normal day at uh, Operation uh, Base X, and the Zeo train is uh, Kung Fu fighting, and, yeah. uh, and they uh, show Asuna us- is whacking the ever-loving crap out of Daiichi in My a very playful manner. She is tough. Yeah. <laughs> they show you she can probably kick all of their friends yeah. if she yeah. wanted to. My favorite was the part where she just kicks him in the inner thigh, and I just felt it. I'm like, ow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not nice. That's not a good spot to no, hit. No, no, no. And then, um, and then they show the two guys fighting, and they will not stop at all because, well, I'm tougher than you. No, yep. I'm tougher than you, and yep. they just keep going at it and at it and at yeah. It. So Hayato and Wataru are beating on each other. They have to get separated, and um, 
the uh, the two scientists, uh, Rue and Mamoru, um, are like, oh boy, you guys really laid a beating on each other. They're like, yeah, well, he got it worse than I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just not stopping. So um, suddenly, uh, the you know, uh, sure. Uh, Zareb shows up, blows up the oil refinery, and uh, they, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what brings forth the spark doll, by using radiation gases remaining from the destroyed plant. He reanimates the Bemstar. Bemstar. I don't not think, buy it. Not buy it. But go ahead. Move along. Granted, Pat is currently buying the Sky Muschetti and the other Muschettis. <laughs> no, I don't buy any of the ships that they have at all. I'm just letting that slow. Okay, fair enough. Because I, I'm not buying <coughs> a truck can go on a plane, a car can go on a plane, and then become the plane or, or a tank okay, or whatever enough. it has to be. I'm not buying any of it, but I'm like... Alright, uh, I'm not going to say anything. In the contents of the show, it's you got to buy it. You're like, well, got to buy it. This is what they're using, Fine. I guess. Other physics. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Alien broadcasts and introduces himself as Alien Zareb and says, look, I've uh, destroyed countless planets and now it's your turn! Yeah, exactly. And Bemstar attacks the city. Um, now, they're aware of Bemstar. Because they had another file on Bemstar. Right, now, and Dr. Goramon knew who, um, who Bemstar was because he's like, ooh, that's some pretty evil help he's bringing yes. along with him. Yes. So obviously, a Bemstar is something that you don't want to. Well, you got to figure since Goramon is from a different planet, maybe he is a Phantom, yes. Right, his planet was destroyed by that could be. Bemstar, maybe. That could be. Or by, Gor- or by the uh, Bemstar, what was the other one? The. Zareb. No. Oh, Zareb. yeah. So it was destroyed by something, obviously. Yeah. That's why he's on Earth. Or no, maybe he's an emissary. We don't know. Nah, sure. <laughs> he could just be I'm there on a trying to. He could be on a work visa. You don't know. He's a friendly <laughs> alien. <laughs> oh. He came down. He's like, great. I can establish a residency. I get some, some nice yeah. dim sum. It's going to be great. Now, uh, Bemstar attacks, and uh, they take the uh, Asuna pilots to land Muschetti to attack Bemstar with the railgun, which I. Love the railgun so much. Super cool gun. Um, super cool gun. And well, Wataro and Hayatu get into the scene to track Zareb while Daichi examines the monster from afar with the scan. Yes. Uh, Daichi's caught in an explosion as Bemstar attacks and, and seemingly this, blown to pieces. Right. And he, this is where we also notice this guy's just as clumsy as the original Ultraman was with the beta caps. Yep. Because he loses his, and I, I'm going to call it the beta module because I don't know what the heck else to call it. The, he the loses beta the PDA, if you're the beta <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> he just drops it everywhere. It's got that big case on it, though, so it's all right. Uh, it's a good thing, right? <laughs> if it wasn't for the big case, I'd be You would crack the screen. It's terrible. <laughs> God knows what the warranty on that thing is like. <laughs> Dr. Garman's like, could you put a case on this? I'm tired of fixing it. Got big my fingers up. Exactly. Ridiculous. Oh, God. So, um, <clears throat> the, uh, of course, he looks like he's been killed, Daichi, but he drops um, his, uh, his, um, Gamora Sparkdoll. Right. He then uh, unites with X and starts fighting with Bemstar. Right. And then Bemstar basically ingests him completely. Right. After a prolonged kung fu fight or like judo fight in the city. A judo fight. I I made this out. I said, you know, for a cross between a parakeet and a starfish, which is what Bemstar kind of looks like. 
Yeah, he's got uh, he's good pretty, moves. Yeah, he's pretty fair with the flipping around. And this is the one where we also notice it looks a lot better in slow motion because it's oh, supposed time. to be so big. Big time. As opposed to when it's in regular motion because you can just tell, yeah, it's two regular guys. Yeah, I kind of think they even sped that up a little bit because there are certain points where they look like they're really whacking each other a little yeah, fast. Yeah, you know, they're not actually. Which is fine. Um, but I kind of like that they switch it back and forth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Because you're like, all right, because maybe, and this is a thought that just occurs to me. Go for it. You notice all the slow-mo shots were from down low, right? Right, right. The faster shots were from up, up high, right? Okay. So, from a human's perspective, these are giants. Oh, and from a giant From a giant's perspective, we're just fighting. Just fighting along. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, good enough. I'll buy that. I went to film school, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I did. I went. <laughs> I graduated, and I, Look I work, and I make credit cards. And it's weird. Um, listen... You don't do what you went to school for, because I know why. I but I do. This podcast. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> went for broadcasting, and somehow I have made it into... Podcasting. <laughs> narrow casting, if you will. Not so broad. So, all right, fine. That's great. So, uh, Bemstar absorbs X into his stomach, yeah. as he does with some of the stuff from the Phantom Railgun. Right. And just... Right. It's, and you can see, like, the digitizing of X into yeah. the stomach, and you're sitting there going, that's a neat... Yeah, move. Right just there. like he like straw sucks him into his yeah. own gut. So um, then, uh, as, uh, you know, they get back to headquarters. Asuna Hayato and Wataru are being reamed by the captain and the lieutenant. Um, yeah, you got basically. He tells them, "You guys were all fighting individually, and that's why Daiichi's dead. And that's why Daiichi's dead. You guys and have Ultraman to X is now gone. sucked into this guy's yeah. stomach." You guys have to work together. The group is bigger than the individual, right. which is a very Japanese thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously three musketeers, big time, all for one, one for all kind of thing. Right. So they take um, they take off again. They're going to work as a team this time. But Dr. Garmon is working on the Zeo Armus. Yes. Doing an upgrade. Real mysterious. What could it be? Don't know what it is. So anyway, they all go out. Um, and then we smash cut to the moon. Where Bemstar is snoozing after eating. Yeah. Which is great. He's just laying on his side. Laying on his side. It's all good. <laughs> and then all they relaxed. show us the inside of Bemstar with X in it. And then show us the Ichi inside, inside of X, X, inside of Bemstar. Exactly. And you're like, it's a rushing, Russian <laughs> nesting doll of kaiju. <laughs> okay. So, uh. We then find out that Daiichi's parents, when they disappeared in the Ultra Flare, uh, X was responsible for that. Right. When he was chasing some... Fighting another monster, threw the monster into the sun to beat it, which caused Seems like a great way to do it. I mean, yeah. if you're going to beat a monster, chucking him into a star. Sure, sure. I mean, Superman 4 did it, so it's a feasible sure. thing. Well, sure. <laughs> So, uh, I forgot about Superman Yeah, 4. it was a bad one, sorry. Oh. Gotta bring it up. Nuclear the, Man. Yeah, please. You couldn't license another guy. Well, I mean, they did it in... They the, had so no they, budget. It was a canon film. Yeah, I understand. I know. But they also tried it in the uh, the latest Green Lantern movie, which was god-awful. That's how they beat the monsters, to throw it into the sun. So, yeah, the bad movies throw things into the sun. Well, it's a DC movie. They can't get it right. There, I said it. <laughs> I have no hope for the Justice League. Wonder Woman... I'm hoping, might be good. I'm hoping if the kids looks are good, dying to see it. I'm hoping it's going to be okay. Yeah, I just think. Uh, I granted, 
not every moment in every Marvel movie is perfect, but, but they know better. what they're doing. They're better. Yeah. They've had more DC's positive knock out there. Catch up. Well, and doing I mean, it badly. Badly. And <laughs> the, the problem, like you said, that we both had with this catch up that they're playing is they've changed the original characters to Everybody's not, dark and angry well, and. I can get Batman being Superman's not supposed to be a jerk. No. (laughs) And Batman's not supposed to want to kill people because he doesn't want them to come after him. So they're not going with the DC canon that everybody knows. Right. So you're sitting there going, Batman wouldn't do that. Superman wouldn't do that. Yeah. Wonder Woman would do that. Okay, fine. Yeah, I I accept some changes. Yeah, Batman's supposed to be dark. He's, He's an angry guy. Right, right. You know? But, I mean, he's not supposed to want to kill people. No. And on, in That's what makes him better. Right. Although it also makes him incredibly flawed because he keeps putting the Joker in prison. And he, and he keeps getting out, out and murders more people. Yeah. So it's like, come on, Batman, commit. So well, I mean, that that's the problem that I, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get back to this. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, so, Daichi realizes he doesn't have Gamora. Um because he, he must have dropped it. Um, so, he... Uh, and he also realizes that X is using all his power to stay alive in Bemstar's yeah. stomach. So then we cut to Earth where the Zeo members are fighting with um, alien Zareb. Right. Who changes size at random times just from large to small and back to large. Which we saw in the original. Right, right. Because he became false Ultraman, remember? Right, 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 right. With the with the silver goatee. With the silver goatee. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I, I was hoping for I was hoping for Evil X when I first saw this. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, give him a goatee. It's gonna be great." <laughs> um, so he gets fed up and he's like, oh, "I'll just crush you." And he grows to this giant size. Pardon me. I'll just crush you. And then he grows to a giant size. Right. And they bust out the uh, alt laser and. Blow the Smith Beats in like one right shot. Away. Right away. Zareb is the biggest sad sack alien. <laughs> I have these this grand plans and I'm oh crap, you know. And then <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Fail right away. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> so anyway, they um they they decide they have to go out and then try to save Ultraman X. Um, Dr. Garman and the two scientists show up. And they're like, hey, we brought back the Aramis. It can now go into space. Right, of course. So the two dudes pilot it into space, and they send them the power of Cyber Eliking. Right, right. So that they can um, shoot it. No, not Cyber Eliking. Cyber Telazdon, because it's a fire thing. Fire thing to shoot out of Ben Shoot at Ben Star. So they can rupture him, and he. Spits out Ultraman X. Yeah. Because uh, Daichi decides he's going to fight his way out. Because they're united in mind and body. Yeah. Okay. So he fights his way out of the stomach, which is a statement I never thought I'd say in my life. <laughs> Fine. And uh, they start fighting on the moon. It's another nice knockdown, drag out fight between right. Ultraman X and um, Bemstar. Star. And they don't show the difference in gravity of the moon, so you just kind of go... That's slow-mo. You just got to deal with it. All right. Look, how much... You only have so much money. <laughs> only so much money. I know money. I'm asking for a lot. What do you want me to do? So they shoot... Uh, Ultraman X shoots him with two beams. Um, 
like this, he jumps up into the sky, and does this giant X, and this giant cross of fire shoots right just down on Bamstar, which was amazing. Enormous. Yeah, it was great. And then, and then of course, my the physics Zanadium. goes bad again. Yeah. Can't have fire on the moon. And then I'm like, okay, they used napalm, they used oxide. Yeah, it'll work. It's they fine. It all. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. And then he hits him with the Xanium beam, and blows him the kingdom. Done. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty great. Uh, now, Asuna, meanwhile, finds the spark doll at home. Daichi then shows up. He was like, yeah. oh, I was not clear. I was not explosion. just clear of the space you looked at. There's a shock. Yep. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, fine. Yeah. I, can... <clears throat> I see what you're doing there. All right, so our monster minute is for two, Alien Zareb, and for... Bemstar. Bemstar. I'm just trying to find uh, no roar for Bemstar. No, for really for Zarab. Yeah, Zarab is basically speaking in Chinese or Japanese, obviously, and I don't think Bemstar roars. No, I don't think he does. He is an intergalactic criminal that has destroyed countless planets. Okay, just fair enough. Yeah. Um, He gets beaten pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, Voice actor is Yu Murakami. Suit actor, Kishi Rikimaru. He is modified from the one in Mega Monster Battle, uh, where his color had turned gray and becomes skinnier. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, they modeled that little detonator okay. <coughs> that he's holding off the original translator from the original Ultra. Oh, okay. So they, like, miniaturized yeah. it. Right, fair enough. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Again, right. didn't notice it, wouldn't have known it if it wasn't for Fandom, powered by Wiki. Thank you, Fandom. Uh, oh, wow. To further relate Bemstar as Alien Zarab's monster, the official website of Ultraman X stated that Zarab's mouth right. kind of looks like the little the aperture. Little aperture on the stomach of Bemstar. Okay, fair enough. I'll buy that. I'll buy this that. is the first time that any Alien Zarab does not use any form of disguise. Right, because he stayed as Zarab. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, the writer actually mentioned this and expresses his regret for not being able to portray Zarab with the shape-shifting ability. <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, you can't have two different monsters and then have one change into something else. Oh, you, sure you could. Well, I guess you could. You but then you're throwing too much money at the screen. All right. Like you said, there's only so much money. Hey, guess who this is? No. Bemstar. Oh, it is a Bemstar. I yes. Don't, I don't remember the roar. Okay, fair enough. So, originally appearing in The Return of Ultraman, um, he is an energy-absorbing monster from the Crabhead Nebula. Okay. There you go. He came into right. our solar system looking for energy. But, of course, he was a slave of Alien Zarab in this particular uh, iteration. Now let me see. He was uh, appeared as a spark doll possessed by Zarab. Oh, he did hold the spark doll at one point. I don't remember that part. Yeah, I was oh, like, okay. oh, why does he have that? All right, fair enough. Oh, you're right. Darn it, Internet, you're right again. <laughs> How dare you be right again? So let's see. Trivia. Suit actor, Kazunori Yuko. Um, like we said, he's got the, uh, the sort of anus-looking thing on yeah, his tummy. Pentagon that they put yeah. yeah. In an original draft of the episode, Cyber Bemstar and Cyber Eliking were supposed to have their own suits. Oh. Allowing each Zeo member to utilize their Cyber Monsters in an assist to battle with X. 
It seems like a bit much. I like a bit much. Why not? Okay. All right. I guess if we're going to go for much. There's going to be some much coming up in this series. Is there really? Oh, man. Okay. This series gets... They are throwing... God bless Bondi because they are throwing money at this like... Well, they want hand over to buy all these dolls. That's yeah, right. absolutely. And okay. at five bucks a pop, why wouldn't you? Can't go wrong. Yeah, nope. true, true. Certainly can't. So yeah, that's that for. Uh, what do you think of this one? I like the the older references to the Three Musketeers. Yep, yep. And then you can put together, oh, they're supposed to be the Three Musketeers, even though there's like a half a dozen other, or a dozen of them. Right. You know, the, but they, these are your your field team. The field team, but they use the Athos, Pothos, and Aramis. Yep. Ships. Like you said, I, I'm allowing the fact that the cars fly, allowing the fact that it just joins with the air. Okay, I'll let it go. I'm trying to get it's my kind of physics around. Port in the front. <laughs> sure. <laughs> steer with the steering wheel. Oh, yeah, sure. It's fine. <laughs> but the episode itself, I liked a lot. You know, planes would be way easier to fly if they had gas pedals. No, they would not. No, they would not. Me, I don't know how to operate a plane, so. To me, to you it seems that's right. No, precisely, not. precisely. So yeah, so but I, I do like that one a lot too. Yeah, Very yeah, good. I like that a lot. I'm, anytime Zarab shows up, I'm I yeah, like it. You easy. go right on your George Jessel and go. Oh my that's God! That's right, I'm gonna <laughs> kick you in the nuts. But um, yeah, I, I just enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's cool. a goofy kind of like. There is a he makes an appearance in one of the movies where he does some grandiose thing and it's just wiped off the map so fast. Cause he's like, Yeah, look how great I am. Just knocked right out. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. He is he is at the heel. He is like a wrestling I heel. I got you. Yeah. He's gonna get beat up right away. Fair so enough. yeah, so I think that's it for this week. Um, we're gonna recommend the dollop. Oh God, yes! As our if podcast recommendation, left, and it's not kid friendly. No. Absolutely not kid friendly. Not even close. But oh my God, every time, and I, I've had to subscribe to it because you die laughing. If not every single one, then every other one you're gonna laugh even further. Yeah, it's an amazing it's podcast out there. It's it's an American history podcast uh, with two comedians who. One researches the topic, and the other one just reacts to it hilarious. Oh, God, and it is great. Stories that you think you know about in American history, but they dig a little bit deeper, and they and find out. further into it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's horrible. We're bad people. Yeah, they, could have called that, they could have called that podcast, My God, We're Bad People. And gotten away with it. Yes, sir. But see, I, I think <clears> they <throat> went with, it's a dollop of American history. That's right. Where they went. That's fine. fine. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, it is. I had that recommended to me a whole bunch of times, and I never, I was like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. But then I heard Gareth Reynolds on um, another podcast. I want to say it was either Jordan Jesse Go. Don't know. I don't think it was Can I Pet Your Dog, although no, it might have been. No, because I've been have listening. Him on. No, I've been listening to Ken. Oh, that's Jesse right. Go. You have been listening to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know what else you It might have been Jordan Jesse Go, but I was like, this guy's funny. I'll listen to his podcast, absolutely. And then I was hooked immediately. Oh, yeah. And then I promptly told Pat there was in no way, shape, or form he can't listen. <laughs> I listened to the first one, died, and have been listening yeah. to everyone since then. And They're nice and long, too. They're like an hour and a half. They're just about, yeah, just about an hour and a half each one, which, you know, gives you just enough information that you didn't know. Yeah. And just enough time to wipe the tears out of your eyes to get them more yeah. laughter that you're And then you get. feel terrible because you're like, oh. Yeah, we're country. not nice people. <laughs> We've done so much bad things. Exactly. 
But yeah, that's about it. Um, gonna recommend the new season of Doctor Who. It's been fun. I didn't watch so this far. I've only seen the first yet. two. Oh, okay. I'm way behind. Yeah, you're catching up. The most recent episode I haven't seen. The and before. the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt guys. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah, I don't have Netflix. Um, it's comedy gold. Did you like Thirty Rock? Never watched it. Oh my god! You need to I do that. know, I know, I know. I just can only watch so much. I yeah, that's have so much time. Little tiny half hour clips. It's beautiful. Yeah, but I, I only have so much time today. I, I can only do so much. I know. And like you said, now after we're done this, I have to go get some other stuff. The wife wants to go do things, and by that time, I have to turn around and go to work. Yeah, and that's it. I'd go with him, except I take a shower to go to work. I work at night. Well, it's evenings. <laughs> but oh, evenings. Yes. We don't work overnights. But still, dude, if we pass five o'clock, it's nighttime. <laughs> it's nighttime. The you know? sun is down. It's night. Yeah. Well, then, then you're gonna go to like eight o'clock because it's daylight savings. Oh, we are picking nits, baby. <laughs> but um, <laughs> is the dog still up there? No, he went downstairs to go to sleep. We were bugging him. No, he's waiting to go outside, but the sky water is out. Yeah, he's, he's in full like force. He's not gonna like it. But he'll the get dog is gonna poop in the house today. I guarantee it. <laughs> Just gonna. I love him to death, but he's like the Skywalker. Not cool. I don't like it. So I'll probably wait a little while and then take him out. All right. Hopefully, it stops raining. Anyway, so now we don't have to do our plugs because you have no. We have Barbara. Okay. Uh, Babs Rossi or Barbara Rossi um, has done our our plugs. So that they're coming up next. You heard her at the beginning of the episode. I didn't. Haven't heard her yet. I will. No. So that's about (laughs) it, you guys. We'll see you in the next episode for two more episodes of Ultraman X. Sally Forth, sorry. Control. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at UltramanPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production. 